Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is a bonus episode of Yoga Land. I am continuing doing these bonus episodes where I feature your voices and your stories of being creative during COVID and creating different types of yoga classes. I did another bonus episode about two episodes ago with Elizabeth Brower, so go check that one out as well and learn how she created farm yoga classes. This episode features Erin Lanzi, and Erin is a mom. She was a student of mine in my content blueprint course, and I'm really excited to share her story with you. I think a lot of you will relate to it and feel inspired by it. So here goes. When COVID hit, I was in the midst of a very intentional professional leap. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for seven years, teaching yoga on and off between babies, never long enough for any of my classes to really grow and take off. After baby number three, I determined I needed to have the balance of outside of the homework, and I landed a job as an adjunct instructor, teaching yoga 10 hours per week for the University of Iowa Department of Dance. The job was perfect for me. The hours were right, the schedule fit, the pay was regular, and the classes were always full. I was doing meaningful work and contributing financially to our family. I felt like I was flying. Then, like a lot of adjuncts, I lost my position due to COVID-19. By that point, I had achieved an ideal work-life balance for the first time in my adult life, and I hit an emotional slump when I realized that all was going to be lost. I poured myself into the adjunct job, and so I found myself starting from scratch when it ended. Those first few months of the pandemic, I hit some roadblocks. I was grasping for some way to keep myself moving forward professionally while fighting an uprising of guilt any time I chose work over my home and family. My husband's office closed and he began working full-time from our basement. We decided to homeschool our older kids, ages six and eight, and we also have an energetic and highly rambunctious two-year-old. Needless to say, the circumstances were not lending themselves well to my teaching yoga. While my husband's work felt important because it paid the bills, mine felt like more of a creative hobby. It was hard carving out space and time for my yoga work when the kids and house were screaming for my attention nonstop. But I knew from past experience that the professional part of me needed a life and an outlet, and all of me suffers when that doesn't happen. So as hard as it was, I closed the bedroom door and listened to my toddler cry while I painstakingly tried to figure out what to do with my career. Another roadblock I faced is that I'm generally tech-averse, and I resisted online teaching big time. The first class I attempted to teach, a free class to help with anxiety right at the beginning of the pandemic, was a Zoom disaster since I'd never used the platform before. After the Zoom flop, I took my bruised confidence and moved to Facebook Live, hosting three morning vinyasa classes per week for free. I had a decent turnout for these classes, but logistically it was a headache. I had to move our bed every time I taught. I didn't have a great camera or mic, and you could hear my kids being wild in the background of many of the videos. This was actually welcomed by a lot of the attendees, but it was rattling for me. Additionally, I was a target of sexual harassment in my live streams since the videos were public. I moved the live classes to a private group where my attendance dropped, but at least I felt more secure while I was teaching. Eventually, I realized I needed to change gears in a big way. I was exhausted. I'd been taking care of kids 24-7 for weeks on end with no break and no help. I distinctly remember sitting down with a notebook and pen and brainstorming how to do more with less. 
I decided to teach just one class per week on Sunday evenings while my husband was doing bedtime with the kids. I made it a gentle, almost yin-style class with some restorative stuff here and there because I knew people needed a haven, but also because that kind of class was what I physically had the energy for and what I love to teach the most. I sent individual messages to all my friends and former students, inviting them to register for one month, and since physical space is not an issue in a Zoom yoga studio, I invited them to bring a friend at no cost. I had over 20 people in that first class, and the demand was so high that I've continued offering it. The class keeps growing, and now I've added a monthly subscription for a discount, which provides me with regular, reliable income. My goal when I moved my teaching online was to be able to replace my income from the university, and this month I have succeeded in doing that for the first time. That is so awesome, Erin. I'm so happy for you. I've continued to encourage people to bring a guest at no extra cost. This way, people get access to affordable yoga classes because they have the option to split the cost with the friend they register with. I still receive the full registration amount, and I also get to fill my email list with new people who've heard of me from their friends and have had class with me rather than paying for advertising to strangers. I still teach free classes in my private Facebook group. It's a great outlet for me to hop on and teach a good old vinyasa class without messing with registrations or payment or being tied to a class length. I find a lot of creative and professional freedom in that, and I also have a collection of classes building up that I can share with my community that's completely different from my paid offerings. I do accept donations for the Facebook Live classes, which I send along to a local nonprofit working with detained immigrants in eastern Iowa. Simplifying things by only officially teaching one time per week has been liberating in other ways, too. I've been able to finish the 20-hour anatomy course I began months ago. As you know, I also got to take your content blueprint course, which was indescribably valuable to me, as right now I'm figuring out how to navigate teaching and sharing yoga online in an organized and sustainable way. I've also had time to get back to my own regular personal practice, which is so necessary right now for both my mental and physical health. So there it is. If I had to put a title on my professional story for 2020, I think I'd call it Less is More. It was bumpy at first, but it's turned out to be a lesson in simplicity and flexibility and learning to see myself in new ways. Well, Erin, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story so clearly and concisely, and I am thrilled beyond belief for you that you have figured out a way to teach online during COVID that works for you, for your heart, for your family, and for your finances. So congratulations. Thanks again for sharing your story with us. And if you have a story that you would like to share with me about your COVID creativity, you can send it to Andrea at Jason Yoga. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next time. Thank you.